Pints and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Wrestling podcast. We're a podcast about wrestling, and we'll talk about some wrestling today. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the hilarity and sincerity. I got that the wrong way around that it deserves, and this is why I'm not allowed to do it. This is why I'm not allowed to do it. I can't sing, and I get things wrong. I am Friday right. Kelk down, Lindsay Kelk, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, the Julie End of Days, Don't worry, Julian it's, it's Burrell. It's a reference to Baron Corbin, not the fact that we are probably actually in the end of days right now. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like that's a given, so I wasn't going to make a point. <laughs> Everyone knows. It's fine. Don't be worried, guys. It's not happening yet. We've got Julian to... <laughs> does not have some insider information. There was not an internal memo that went around Max Fun yeah. letting us know that the apocalypse is nigh. Uh, what is nigh is a big holiday in the U.S. this weekend, so we're doing things a little bit differently. You guys, you won't even believe it. Hamilton is coming to Disney Plus. Yep, definitely the only thing we're celebrating this week. Exactly. So we had to, we really, really had to uh, mix things up a little bit. So we just focused on two shows this week, Fighter Fest and The Great American Bash, premiere night of each one, because they were... I don't know if you know this, Julian, but they were too big for one night. Too big for one night, you say? It used to be death and taxes were the only two things that you could be sure of. And now the two things that you can be sure of is um, we're all staying inside forever. Mm -hmm. And all wrestling events are now too big for one night. Too big for, I mean, Raw was always, I think since whenever they went to three hours, it was already too big for one night. So it's just, I feel like they caught up to themselves and realized, oh, wait a minute. Finally, (laughs) although has anyone spoken to the CDC about the connection between the coronavirus spikes and the fact that wrestling events are now too big for just one night. That started as a joke. And then as I said it, I was like, wait, no, wait, no. that's entirely possible. It's quarantine is too big for one night. So let's stretch this out over several months. I'm laughing because otherwise I'll cry. Um, let's start with AEW. Julian, what did you enjoy? I want to know. What were your favorite parts of Fighter Fest uh... night one? Fighter Fest. I didn't enjoy that name. I think that that's already a dated joke. Um, but I thought that the Bad. show itself was uh, was uh, was honestly pretty good. This was my first time watching AEW bell to bell. I usually watch them the day after um, mm-hmm. and speed through a lot of the things I don't like. But I thought that I, I think what was interesting was that the parallel between this and the NXT show was that both of these companies kind of with this show run on spite is yeah. it both of these yeah, exactly. companies they're both they're both spite shops yeah. they're both latte larry's they just That's find different ways to like wwe will do so um slightly more passively where they're like i'm not talking about you but aew will be like oh we're talking about you we're doing this we're having yeah. this feud right now um but i liked that they both kind of doubled down on the divisions that are the strongest for both of them right now and for aew that's the tag teams uh so that's like i think they had three tag matches here i thought mjf uh cut a really good promo and it's nice to see him see a reminder that he's not just uh, a microphone he can also work just as fast as everybody else in the company can you want to keep fighting me you want to keep up this cute little rivalry i thought you'd have more fun counting your daddy's money back at home in cali huh Wow. Oh. Oh, so wow. I was a little confused why this match was even happening, but then it hit me. It hit me like a dynamite diamond ring. This match isn't happening because Jurassic Express wants a piece of me and War Dog. No, no. This match is happening because we're in a ratings war, ladies and gentlemen. And how do you expect to get a W without one man on the front line? And his name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Nice. It was fun to see him wrestle. It's been a while. Uh-huh, it yeah. felt like. Yeah, his hideous ring gear aside. I really uh, <laughs> enjoyed his pink robe. Right, pink robe. I, um, I assumed it was a reference to something that I didn't get. Yeah, so maybe. I thought that was great. Yeah, <laughs> I like seeing uh, him and like a dynamic of him and Wardlow actually in the ring instead of just yeah. Wardlow standing behind him. 
And just nodding I mean, every time he does stuff. I enjoy Wardlow in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's hard for a big guy to look good in a suit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have mostly learned that from no one in WWE being able to, to buy street clothes that fit them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they all just went to Men's Warehouse and got three for two and went in on it together. I know that. Whereas Wardlow went and got a suit that fit him, and I do appreciate that. But yeah, it was fun to see them actually wrestle in the dynamic as how it translates into the ring instead of just him being the enforcer outside of the ring. And I always like seeing Jurassic Express. It just makes me happy. I love seeing a dinosaur do stuff. Yes. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought uh, Luchasaurus, honestly, like, uh, whenever they let him, like, in these tag situations come in and work so quickly and just boom, 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 all over the place, he looks like, he, he, he legitimately does look like, you know, like a very scary dinosaur whenever he just, like, starts kicking people. I do think he should bite somebody. I'm going to hold on to that, that he should at least have one biting move. In reference to his ancestors, but I mean, know. yeah, if you can, if WWE can spit at people yeah. mid coronavirus, then he can bite someone. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm grading on a curve. I, so mean, I, I don't know if you heard, okay. but they don't run a crooked shop, according to one Mr. Uh, I understand they don't have a sloppy shop. Yes, uh, was that's a sloppy what it is. Shop? I love right. that. I did love that promo. <laughs> I thought that was I. I'm not, I still yeah. don't really know how I feel about Brian Cage, but I do like Taz on the microphone. I think Taz is very good. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mox, but as you're at home, you've been tested at home, not once, but twice, and you've been negative on both. And if you decided to get your ass here to work next week, you would get tested again here in AEW, because John, as you know, we don't run a sloppy shop. The thing with Brian Cage is I just, I know he's supposed to be a monster and I know he's a machine, um, but I always just feel like he just looks really nice. Like, he just <laughs> seems like a nice guy. Like, you would be your friend, you would be at the school disco and it's time to everyone to get picked up by their mums and dads, but mostly they've sent the dads out because, like, you know, it's later. So the dads come to get you. And then it turns out that girl you don't know so well from that grade below, he's her dad. And he comes <laughs> to pick her up and everyone's like, oh my God, is that your dad? Like, your, your dad's, dad's really hot. Dude. Yeah. And he's like wearing this little polo shirt and he's dressed like a dad, but he looks really hot and ripped and he just looks nice. And, every- and he's like, oh, hey kids, does anyone else need a ride? And all the girls were there. Yeah, I just feel like I get nice dad vibes of him, and I don't think that's what they're going for. Maybe that's why they're not letting him talk. They're like that's why they have to have Taz because otherwise he's going to invite me out to a pizza party, (laughs) and I'm gonna I'm gonna accept. He'll be Um, he'll get the next script that Triple H was going to be in, where he was like, "You're the chaperone in this one, who's an ex-con and is driving the school bus." (laughs) I've seen that. I get that reference. Yeah, I've seen him a bunch of times at indie stuff in in LA around LA because he's he's a lo- is he a local? I feel like he's a local. Uh, he's I've seen him so many times. Lot, yeah, yeah um, he's definitely a local on the scene, and he he's always fun to watch. I'm just always terrified by like when his body's just gonna stop working. <laughs> like, I just, yeah, because didn't he, so huge. he didn't he mess up his back or something like that in in How impact could he not? or something like I know How that could he, he not. For now, I mean, he gets to rest for at least another couple of weeks while yeah. while Mox is on. While, while Mox, Mox is, is politicking or whatever it is, whatever yeah. it is. I'm like, oh, I think he's probably just quarantining for right. the fact that his wife had coronavirus. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, I he's to quote my nana, he's got more muscles than I've had hot dinners, uh, and I just it scares me. I feel like that's why he's the, the cool dad <laughs> and not like a daddy because he's not a daddy. There's something about him that's entirely <laughs> asexual. He's just like your friend's hot dad who you'd have a crush on, but you would never look. I don't know. That's my, I've been spending too much time thinking about Brian Cage. Uh, what else? How about the uh, the main event? Let's talk about the main event because I feel like there's going to be a lot to say about that. The Kenny Omega, Adam Page, they retained against best friends. Best friends. I was yeah. going to do the best friends music and I couldn't remember if we had. So I, I butchered Jericho I instead because yeah, who cares? We got to uh, <laughs> reclaim it from Guevara anyway. So yeah. this is true. This is true. Boo. Um, how did you feel about the, the main event tag? Uh, a good match. I actually, JR actually, I thought had a really good call at one point when uh, the best friends went for the big hug and like, you know, they did the zoom out and it's like, like, I think Shivoni was like, uh, like, oh, g- giving the fans what they want to see, and then Jr's like, "No, what the fans want to see right now is some new tag champions right now." And I thought that was a pretty <laughs> yeah, good point. I was like, "Yeah," but um, but I thought like 
I, I still like the dynamic of Kenny and Adam, uh, especially because they're they're committing to it a lot longer than I thought they were going to. I thought that this team was going mm-hmm. to be broken up a while ago. Their movesets really complement one another, and that's funny because yeah. I don't remember them doing a ton of tag stuff together before they got to AEW. No, um, I don't believe they had, but mm-hmm. um, I, th- you know, they've wrestled together and worked together mm-hmm. a bunch. I guess they've worked together so they know each other's right. Yeah. Stuff. Maybe they just had a bunch of stuff written in the notebook that they were always going to go to. It's like, you know, if we ever get the chance, man. I feel like Kenny's a study man. Yeah. Kenny Kenny is a, a worker and he knows what he's looking at and he knows what he's working with. Kenny's going to make everyone look great. That's that's his thing that he does. Um, but yeah, Paige has really stepped up. I was thinking about this a lot last night as to how it has inversely affected the pair of them because i think the tag has helped adam page mm-hmm. hugely um, because he came in they made him the challenger to jericho no one bought it yeah, everyone was, was right like who's this camp. kid yeah. why should i care about this guy right. he's a cowboy what and now you care about him and now you know he's a cowboy he rides a horse sometimes uh he has a drinking problem <laughs> Though he doesn't say it's a problem. I do feel like we're casting the judgment of the, the Christian AF Bucks on his drinking. Perhaps it's not a problem. Perhaps the only time he drinks is when we see him drink. And that that means it's not that much. We don't know. Right. Don't and it know. hasn't affected his job or his personal relationships. Exactly. So that's what he's still got... Yeah. Precisely. He's yeah. either a high-functioning alcoholic or he's not an <laughs> alcoholic at all. And either one of those is fine yeah. in 2020. <laughs> he's uh, not traveling <laughs> anywhere right now. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I... I I was thinking a lot about how how much it's helped him Mm -hmm. and how conversely for me personally, and I speak entirely as a former huge Kenny, not former, but someone who has been a huge Kenny Omega fan for so long and was so thrilled to see him come to the US and see him wrestle weekly on TV. And that's all I wanted. I wanted it so bad. But now I am so much less invested in Kenny than Mm -hmm. I was. Yeah. Because it's fun to see them wrestle. And I love Adam Page, but I feel largely indifferent to the Kenny of it now. Right. I want to see what happens with Kenny, but it's exclusively in the context of where this story with Adam Page yes. is going. I like I I know Kenny's like every time I see him, I, I'm like, okay, when he's in the ring, I know I'm gonna get a good match. If nothing yeah. else, I know I'm gonna get a good match. But it's like I have a kind of a vague sense of where they're going to take Adam Page. I do not know where they are going to take. Where Kenny. do they go with Kenny? Yeah. And if you had never seen Kenny's work before and that's a huge huge percentage of the audience that wouldn't have seen him in New Japan or when he did the odd indie show here what what do you even make of Kenny do you mm-hmm. understand why the commentators keep saying he's six star Kenny and and saying why he's so fantastic because we've barely touched we've barely touched it we have barely skimmed the surface of what he's capable of and what he has achieved in the past and that worries me because i think we've got to come out of this storyline They've got to feud. They have to feud. That's the law. Um, because I cannot wait to see those matches. Yeah. Um, and then we have to wait to put him in a storyline. Does he go after Cody and go after... You know, I feel like that's another conversation that we should talk about now is where Cody's going. Does he take on heel Cody for the TNT championship? Which, bummer, because I want, <laughs> I want him with the big belt. But does the big belt even mean anything right now? There are so many possibilities and none of them feel clear right none of them feel obvious but it's very strange to me that as a tag team kenny is not the one that's coming out the star right now Mm -hmm. and i guess it also makes sense to talk about uh cody in that match right now even though i'd first of all i'll say jake hager to me is as ugly as uh hulk hogan just straight up oh worst human worst human with him i'm morally opposed to the fact we're having this conversation about shows that happened last night anyway (laughs) julian so like let's be specific about the exact things we're morally opposed to and one of them is definitely jake hager yeah and i i will also say i don't know what the hell they were thinking with this finish because Jake Hager's one thing in everything that I've seen him in is that he's a shoot fighter. He's like, you know, he's actually gotten in a cage and beating people up and he knows what to do on the mat. And Cody beats him with like the most normal rollover pin thing where he's like, wait, my my arms are on the mat. My shoulders were pinned. What the heck? I thought I went. I'm like, that just makes him look like an idiot. And if you want to make him dumb muscle, I guess you could do that. But it's like, that doesn't really jive. But you've got a bunch of dumb muscle. We don't need any more dumb muscle, AEW. Yeah. I I mean, let's just add it to the memo that we have for them. I feel like we should have an open Google Docs for (laughs) AEW every week and just add to it. (laughs) 
like I don't I don't need to mention the Bikini Girls oh, on today's God. podcast yeah. because anyone listening to this is like, when's Lizzie going to bring up the Bikini Girls? Because people ask me on Twitter, had I known? And I'm like, yeah, I noticed them. I noticed them. I was waiting for the Bikini Boys. Didn't get them. Should have known. Um, but that's on my Google. That's on my notes. That's on my Google Doc that I sent to Brandy. <laughs> Brandy didn't get it. R.I.P. Brandy's dog. I do just want to give a shout out to Brandy's dog. We understand the loss of pet pain here. Yeah. Um, very mixed but, week for dogs then in wrestling. A very mixed week for yeah. dogs in wrestling, yeah. which we will get to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are just certain things that I, in the interest of not making this podcast a broken record, I just mm. cannot talk about yeah. every week. Just, it was there, it sucked anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was there, it sucked, uh, as did the finish of the Cody match. It's all part of the slow burn Cody heel turn, right? I mean... Yeah. I feel like we're just going to mm-hmm. see him slowly and more quickly now, but slowly, slowly over the last few weeks begin to turn away from the Cody Rhodes he has been up until now and become the bad Cody who will who sees himself as a champion above all else at the cost of all else, but feels that he has been betrayed by everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's he where no he's friends. going. He has his one coach and he has no... No, yeah. like Brandy doesn't you know, When he was like, where was stuff. the elite? Where was my brother? Where was my wife? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when we got the clearest on the nose signifier of what's going on. But I think this is going to be a slower burn, if only because of current situation. I don't know. I don't hate it. I'm intrigued to see where he's going with it because mm-hmm. I know he has a plan. Because if the one... There's yeah. one person I know Cody has a storyline for, and it's Cody. Yes. Like, that's, that's what I know. I will say that I, I mean, I had to work really hard, and I really actually came around and started liking Cody. So I would be a little bit <laughs> bummed if they just, you know, go ahead and throw away all my hard work that I did to liking the guy and just see? said, no, now you have to hate him again. But do you see how emotional you are? That's why they're doing it. <laughs> that's why they're doing it, because they did work hard to get you. They get they worked hard to make you care. Then he got that tattoo, and they, it all went wrong. <laughs> you can't Every be a baby. Week, it's like tattoo. seeing it anew yeah i just feel like i wonder if uh one of my cats is hissing and i don't know why mm. uh, he, I doesn't, he if, doesn't like cody either. he doesn't like cody or anderson cooper that was rude um i do wonder if brandy had to like switch sides of the bed because like you don't want to wait or that's why you had it on that side although i guess it's hard cam side i don't know it's like <laughs> Because you've got it on the scar side, too. I'm like, if, I guess yeah. you're just going to mess up one side. Yeah. You're just going to two-face like, yourself. Yeah. Uh, just do that whole one side of your body where Brandy's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to look at it. I just don't want to see it. <laughs> They're like, I want it to be reasonably covered by scarves whenever you have one. So just... Yeah, like... entirely fair. Maybe he could get into scarves. I yeah. bet he's got some really nice ones. He has nice things. Um, also, I want to talk about the women's match, uh, which yes. was tucked away second. Tucked away second. <laughs> Get it out of the way. Get it out of the way nice and early, everyone. Eh? Um, I really enjoyed it. Hikaru Shida defeated Penelope Ford to retain the women's title. I liked her coming right out the blocks and just like knocking her in the face with a knee. You usually oh, you only see that with so heels. Good. And I thought that this was like a good little like just a moment of frustration of just ah, screw it. Let's just do this right now. You know, that yeah. was great. Such good storytelling. It called back to last week when uh, Penelope slapped her in the face and then she immediately got in the ring and knocked out Red Velvet with the same moveset, the the running knee and then the um, falcon arrow. And it's like, oh, she's going to do the same thing. That's so smart. That's so clever. And then obviously didn't happen, which was great. I also enjoyed her. (laughs) I'm not, I hate headshots. Lindsay hates headshots. Lindsay enjoyed watching Kip Sabian get clocked around the chops with a kendo stick. Uh, that was so good. That was so great. The way she uh, he like popped it up in the air and then caught it. That was uh, like so that was good. Really funny. <laughs> she is so great. This is when she is allowed to be so good when she is given the time and the opportunity. Uh, of, I don't know who's booking that storyline. I don't know who's booking the women's division right now. But it's been her storyline so far have been so great. Uh, I'm intrigued to see where it goes. I don't know what the plans are for the women's division. I don't know where this goes. I will watch them wrestle again. I would love to watch Penelope Ford and Hikaru Shida go again. And Shida's it was a really great. good talker. I, I thought, yeah. like, in the pre-match promo that they had her, I thought that, like, oh, maybe the reason they don't have her talk too much is because she can't speak English that well. But she, can, I, no. I, she sounds great. Like That's I, I uh, just some good old common god and racism Julian it's like oh she's Japanese okay we're gonna subtitle her and she's not gonna get to talk too much it's like oh um 
that's something you learn from the other place and that's something <laughs> you could unlearn. There's this thing we're doing now called re-education uh, and you could re-educate yourself on that AEW. <laughs> uh, that made me really mad when they subtitled her. Yeah, her yeah I, I didn't perfect. get it. I, I listened to it. I had to like go back and listen to it to see if I was going insane or if I just yeah. suddenly got very good at speaking Japanese because, I, <laughs> because I've been watching a lot of Those anime Duolingo. <laughs> Those Duolingo lessons are really paying off, you guys. <laughs> I also recommend her YouTube channel. She has a YouTube channel. Okay. Um, it's not quite Karnachan TV yet, <laughs> but it does have a kitten. <laughs> She's not playing so, with a Kirby yet. I mean, give it time. It'll, it will make sense. Uh, I, but yeah, I really enjoyed the match. I thought it was great. And again, um, massive, massive shout out again, MVP of AEW, Jericho on comedy. Uh, comedy? Commentary. Comedy, commentary. Comedy, commentary. commentary. <laughs> He's so good. The way he sold this match in ways that no one else on that table appears able to do so. I think Excalibur does a good point, a good job of explaining everyone's history, of putting them in context, of saying they wrestled here, they wrestled there, they've done this, they've done X, Y, Z. He does a really good job of that. I think Shivoni and JR don't really know what to do during the women's matches, possibly because Shivoni's still on a friendship timeout. It's hard to say. Uh, but I think there was a point in the match where uh, Ford and Sheeta were just slapping each other. They were in the middle of the ring, exchanging slaps. Absolutely fair. Happens in every match, but sometimes in women's matches, the commentators dress it up as catty bitch fighting, even though it happens in men's matches all the time, and that's fine. But they were slapping each other, and JR made some comment about, like, oh, slaps. And Jericho went out of his way to say, this is such an aggressive move, and he sounded so intense when he was saying it so Fiosi was like no slaps are crazy it's gonna knock you off balance it takes out your hearing it makes your ears ring you lose your balance you don't know where you're at it's such a move and he he sold it instead of doing it down or making it a stereotypical catfight move he made me believe that two women pretending to slap each other in the middle of a ring was actually gonna like win the match for one of them mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so it, good. It, he made sure that he sold it more as like a brawl and like oh things are yeah. like more of like a it was sort of, it's sort of what Jr. in that situation I think Jr. we would have been very well served by a like business is about to pick up right here like I yeah. think that that would have been like oh my goodness look at how intense things are getting more so yeah. than a uh, that's well, all I need yeah. him to do I just need him to not mention that Penelope Ford is a beautiful woman. Like, I just, yes. like, you can't take your eyes off her. Not just because she's beautiful, but because she does things other women don't do. I'm like, please detail those things. Apart from the the split at the beginning, which actually a bunch of women across wrestling do. But, like, I love Penelope Ford. I say this with love for her. I'm, I'm insulting him and his inability to describe women as individual characters uh, and not just things with boobs, uh, which appears to be how he feels. Is there anything else from AEW that you want to uh, give a shout out to? There were some, like, I think the entrances were all very well done. That's a silly thing to kind of like to point out. But I think that they did a good job of um, of whenever the entrances happened, like Jericho's pyro. I thought Cage's pyro was good. The best friends uh, getting dropped off on their way <laughs> to the match was fantastic. Mom. Yeah, it was, it was, oh. whenever those entrances are done well, it's like a good, like, three seconds where I can forget that wrestling shouldn't be happening right now. And it's like, wow, this is just like it was before. And then, you know, things go away after that. But still, <laughs> I, I appreciate the effort. I do appreciate it. Um, yeah. So that, that's, yeah, a, that's I think that's where cool. AEW absolutely excels in those moments, mm-hmm. in those little, they pull off the comedy moments with so much more authenticity than WWE is capable of. And I think it's probably because it comes from the talent more rather than their writing room. Yes, Trent's mom dropping them off and getting her kiss was so fantastic. Uh, I loved FTR coming out and giving everyone but Tony Schiavone a beer. And even Britt had a beer. I don't know if you follow those guys on Instagram, but please do. Uh, Dax was posting some behind the scenes photos of him uh, handing out beers and cheersing Britt and Schiavone just looking sad. But <laughs> it, it, it's so great. It's so great. I do. I am curious as to where that storyline is going because they're building up this biggest storyline between the Bucks and FTR, but neither of those teams have the belts. So I'm like... What you fighting for, fellas? Yeah. Surely, shouldn't you be in pursuit of the belts? It makes the belts feel irrelevant. I really, truly hope that at some point they do a a big uh, video feature just to, like where they can vaguely say like we've been taking shots at each other for years and years and like yeah. look we this is a match we've always said we wanted to happen and it's finally our chance. 
I want to hear like I, I mean honestly like FTR came from the Bucks and it's yes. like I want to see stuff like I want to like at least get it if you can't make it about hierarchy at least make it personal yeah. find a way to make it personal exactly so. I don't need you to say you've been carrying it I need you to mm-hmm. just say like we've wanted you for so long like we have wanted to challenge you you've been running your mouths off at the other company it's time to actually say you know they should make it about that they would be like they should call them wwe guys they should say that you know like they make references often enough right Taz is out there trying <laughs> to create sailed, a straight man. up wednesday night wars yeah he's like he called it a ratings war which i wouldn't have after last week's numbers but that's <laughs> that's on him that's yeah. for him to decide <laughs> uh but yeah i i've been thinking about this a lot before we uh, wrap up on aew i i've been thinking about the comparisons between AEW and NXT a lot because I watched them both last night. It was the first time in a long time I've watched one show and then the other straight after. And the idea that they are in direct competition just doesn't sit right to me because I just feel like they are such different shows. They are so very different. And I have an analogy that's only going to work if people are familiar with the store Aldi. Uh, and I don't know how popular Aldi oh, is. I <laughs> definitely know. Aldi, I've Aldi. Seen an Aldi. Yes. Yeah, there we go. So Aldi is a supermarket that exists uh, in a bunch of places, but definitely UK, US, and I know. I think it's Scandi. I believe it's Scandi in origin. But the thing it's really famous for is its dupes. Mm-hmm. So it is inspired by very successful products across other industries. So they do a lot of beauty and wellness products. They mm-hmm. do a lot of. Um, just little things that are like, oh, this looks an awful lot like this thing that's been selling very well. And then it, it replicates it in very similar packaging and sells a lot more of them. But sometimes the Aldi version is actually better than the original version. Ooh. This is not a slur on Aldi. I will <laughs> merrily shop at Aldi. I have no problem with Aldi. They made some knockoff Joe Malone candles a couple of years ago that were chef's kiss. Uh, <laughs> and they are a fraction of the price. To me, AEW right now is like, Aldi Raw <laughs> and not in direct competition with NXT at all. I don't think they are even comparable in what they're doing or welcome trying to Welcome to achieve. the up and up brand uh, that Target right? version welcome of wrestling. Welcome to the <laughs> off-brand Raw. And I, 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 it sounds like I'm knocking it and I'm not. That's why I want mm-hmm. to specifically say Aldi because it's like sometimes the Aldi thing is mm. better. Yeah. Sometimes the juice in the bottle is actually better than what you, what you would have paid double for at, mm-hmm. at the other store. But mm-hmm. it's like, I just don't think it yeah. works as a you know, comparison to NXT. Just, just as good as Fruit Loops. <laughs> exactly. These flakes that are frosted, they are very tasty. <laughs> I, they're familiar to me. They remind me of my childhood. Uh, but because they were cheaper than the other ones, I bought them. And now I'm very happy. And my uh, savings account know? has been thanking me for shopping here so much. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. I just, I do think there's just an element of that mm-hmm. where it, it doesn't, and that's why I get so mad at it. We talk about it all the time, but I just feel like we were missold. There was a false bill of goods about what AEW was going to be. And they're still perpetrating it. Like the heels, the AEW heels thing, where it's like, we're a girls club for girls. That's cool. And I'm like, well, can't we just all enjoy it? Like, no, no, I'm afraid you can't. You can only come to this once a month Zoom party and enjoy <laughs> wrestling safely here. And the rest of the time you're on your own, motherfuckers. I want to... I want AEW to be the thing I was told it was going to be. If mm. I was told it was going to be what it is, I would have gone, okay. Yeah, it's but a wrestling because, company. It's not a bad wrestling yeah. company. It just is what it is. But It it's is like, what yeah. it is. So every week, I feel like I go in still expecting a thing, and I don't get the thing. And yeah. that's what I get from WWE. <laughs> if I want to go in and get disappointed because I'm not going to get the thing I thought I was going to get... I could just watch the main roster. Damn it, I'd shop at Vons if I wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> I shopped at Vons yesterday and I don't recommend it. But if you would like to talk more about AEW, join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord for more. When we come back, we'll talk about night one of the Great American Bash up next on Tyson Fighters. I started listening to Ono Ross and Carrie shortly after I broke my arm, and the doctor had told me I'd never walk again. I couldn't get my book started. I was lost, honestly. I knew it was time to make a change. There's something about Ono Ross and Carrie that you just can't get anywhere else. They're thought leaders, discoverers, founders. I'd call them heroes. Ross and Carrie don't just report on French science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal. They take part themselves. They show up so you don't have to. But you might find that you want to. My arm is better. I can walk again. I wrote an entire book this weekend. It's terrible, but I did it. Just go to MaximumFun.org. 
Thank you, Ross and Carrie. Ona Ross and Carrie is just a podcast. It doesn't do anything. It's just sounds you listen to in your ears. All these people are made up. Goodbye. And I'm very excited to bring Dave Hill's podcast. Hi, I'm Dave Hill from before. And I'm very excited to bring Dave Hill's podcasting incident back to Maximum Fun, where it belongs. You can get brand new episodes every Friday on MaximumFun.org or, you know, wherever. And while my partner Chris Gersbeck and I might lack in specific subject matter on our podcast, we make up for in special effects. Chris, add something cool right here. Also, we have explosions, animal noises, and sometimes even this. Dave Hill's podcasting incident every Friday on Maximum Fun. Chris, do another explosion right here. And I'm joined today by Julian Burrell. Yay! Let's talk about night one of the Great American Bash. What did you enjoy, Julian? What did you enjoy? Oh, uh, I enjoyed a lot. And once again, like I said, both companies doubling down on the divisions that are the most successful for NXT. That is definitely the women. And yeah. One thing that I did not think I was going to like, but I'm very happy to be very wrong about, was. When uh, Sasha and Bailey first teamed up again, I rolled my eyes and was like, are you kidding me? We're going to do this round and this roundabout again, or we're just going to go back and forth. And do they hate each other? Do they like each other? Do they this, that? And the other thing is Sasha goes back to being a groupie for Bailey, essentially, because Bailey's champion. But I think over the course of the last um, two or three weeks, whenever, uh, whenever Becky left, I think they've done a really great job of making this the best version of this partnership because it feels like they are much more on equal footing. I thought that Sasha had a great match against EO um, and Bailey actually had to hype her up for once, which we don't, which we haven't seen that much in this partnership. It was always Bailey's a champion and I'm her best friend and I love her so much, but sometimes I want a championship too. And because like, I love when yeah. when EO was going up to the top rope and Bailey honked the horn of the car to get her to distract her and make her freak out. That was a great way of using what was effectively a prop for an entrance and yeah. using it in a really cool way. It, it was just really great stuff. I love I love those two together now, and I think that they're both making a great job of heel work. What, what is what the Bailey distracting Shirai? She goes face first, oh buckles, and now Banks will. Going for the quick cover, and another, I mean, Bailey distracting Shirai in the full mouth crowd and pound here from Sasha Banks. And Mara, this become commonplace from Bailey. these sophomore tactics to try and distract opponents, whether it be for her own good or for Sasha Banks' good. I could not agree with you more. I had so many, I felt so many feelings. I felt so many feelings when they came out with Ryu the Corgi in the car. <laughs> so great. It was so great. And it just felt like a, so, so much of a safer environment than when the Nightmare family brought Pharaoh out with all the fireworks. Yes. <laughs> like, he's safely in a car with yeah. his mommy. Yeah. He is totally okay. He's got Aunt Pam with him. Yeah. He's totally okay. <laughs> he looked very happy. I could have stood to get some more Ryu, but mm-hmm. I understand. I totally get it. Who watch um, Bailey cheerlead for Sasha mm-hmm. was so fantastic and I, I had a very similar conversation to exactly what you've just said that the last few weeks we have seen Bailey come into her own in her heel persona and I think she's done a great job with it all the way through but now it feels natural it doesn't feel like she's trying to convince you she's a heel we have now reached the point where this just feels like her this just feels like who and what she is yes I'll, I'll even take and it a I step farther it. I think that this feels more authentic than when Bailey was a um, uh, was a babyface in w- oh, at least absolutely. at least in WWE because I've always felt like Bailey was like selling this persona that was supposed to be like I'm like I'm a sincere like always yes. happy person, but she would do some very underhanded things that I was like, well, that doesn't that's like if John Cena was trying to tell me that he like yeah. uh, talk about the good things, but then he was like okay with like giving somebody a low blow when the referee wasn't looking, and that doesn't. It just didn't feel right. This feels much more distilled and much more, this is this is authentic. I feel like right. it never translated to the main roster as well as it did at NXT. Um, the Hugger persona. Mm-hmm. Um, and I 
I often wonder if that's because they put so much pressure on it from the in the beginning when it got up to the main roster when they were like, yeah. "You're gonna be our lady Cena," mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they didn't really give her any other direction than that. And having just watched the John Cena episode of the Ruthless Aggression documentary, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like there was an element of that with Bailey that there was really no direction or character other than you're Bailey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You hug people. Yeah, do the Bailey You know, it's like, stuff, but yeah. what does she want? Who is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, I think the immediately shoving in her into the title picture didn't help either because it was no. like, it was, felt like them like patting themselves on the back and like, we did it, guys, made a new star, yep. you know? Like, yeah, and it's like, oh, you should probably like have a little think about it. Yeah. But, you know, again, my Google Docs for the WWE is also <laughs> open and remains unread. I've sent invites and it remains unread. Yeah, 15 uh, years. But I, <laughs> it's just like literally, <laughs> I mean, you and Hal saw that note in my diary that I made in 1994, <laughs> my notes on Survivor Series 94. <laughs> uh, I've been keeping these notes for a while, you guys. I'm just saying, anytime you need to know how I felt about um, Diesel going over and 40 seconds like just give me a shower <laughs> i can tell you i could tell you um but yeah i just i loved this match it was a straight up dream match io sasha i felt like we got to see i felt like we got to see sasha be sasha for the first time in so long it was weird watching it with jeff because he hasn't seen much of sasha's earlier stuff when like the I am like he's seen the Iron Man match, but I guess he's he he doesn't really have it in context about what she's capable of and when she's done it. And I'm like, no, this she used to do this every week. <laughs> like this used to be Sasha every week putting on clinics. Yeah, she always looks like she's about to die because she's tiny yeah. and she sells well. But like this is what Sasha does. This is who she is. This is what she can do when she threw Io into the um partition yeah. and Eo just slid down like a dead frog and then she smashed her into the floor as well I'm like welcome back Sasha you gotta what? I mean you gotta like go back and watch a number of those uh NXT takeover aggressive word yes. uh views <laughs> before you uh, would like to really get it but yeah it's like seeing one-on-one Sasha has I feel like the last time we saw a really good one-on-one match was maybe I, I don't know she did, play, she did face Asuka and Becky, but they just come so few and far between. And it's just like, I, I feel like we need to see those more. And I just feel like ever since they took the tag belts the first time around, she's been, that spirit has been missing. That zest, that violence, <laughs> but, you know, knowing what she's capable of. Uh, it was so refreshing to see it back. And I was totally fired up for it. I loved Bailey on the outside. Uh, she really made the match and obviously the surprise finish with Oscar showing up was just utterly glorious and I don't care that there was green mist because there was so much cheating and I love when there's so much if like if the heels are going to cheat I want the faces to cheat and Io didn't cheat Oscar cheated um so it made me so happy and Oscar's dance in the ring joy just pure unadulterated joy from me uh and then i do want to give a shout out to wwe.com who conducted an interview with with uh bailey and sasha immediately <laughs> afterwards i don't know if you saw this but where bailey is trying to wash sasha's face with a bottle of water and then as Mackenzie, the interviewer approaches sasha screams and puts the blanket over her head she puts the towel over her head so that no one can see her face and then proceeds to do the rest of the interview just like peeking out of the towel by one <laughs> eye so we don't see her green face and then at the end like we see her green face and it looks like she's auditioning for wicked and it's, it's so great <laughs> It's just me. No, 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 hey, you can't be sneaking up on that. No, I'm sorry, can't you I'm see? Sorry. It's like a crisis. It's that one chick who didn't introduce herself to us last I'm time. I'm Mackenzie. Disrespecting us again. Bad timing. Well, I have a question. I'm sorry. You thought you had a one-up tonight against Io Shirai, but Asuka appeared. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, Asuka appeared. She stuck her nose in our business just like Io did, okay? And I bet Io's not going to walk out feeling good. And Asuka is going to... At Extreme Rules... She is freaking done for. I'm going to pay. We're out of here. We're out of here. I got you. I got you. I got you. But no, that main event just filled me with so much joy. NXT fills me with 
while AEW leaves me frustrated every week in one way or another, NXT just fills me with pure joy. And that match was the perfect uh, cap to a night full of amazing women's matches, as you mentioned. The Tegan Knox for uh, won the four-way women's elimination match. Yes, that was great. Yeah, I really that was so good. Yeah, I liked. Um, I kind of. I'm trying to decide if I like elimination matches or. Um, or if I like just straight up Fatal 4-Ways more because my only gripe with elimination matches is that sometimes people um, will get pinned by moves that they, you know, would normally never get yeah. pinned by in a, in a straight up one-on-one -on -one yes. match, which is a little bit of like, it's, I suspend my disbelief a lot, but it's always like a little, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, because you got to clear along. the ring. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, we're done with like this person getting their shine. Now we got to move on to the next part of it. So, yeah. but I, I still, I did still like seeing a lot of, um, a lot of what they did. I liked everybody beating up Candace. <laughs> I know, <laughs> that was a magical moment. Yeah. I literally left the room for a minute and Jeff was screaming into the kitchen. I'm like, Candace is out. I'm like, what? <laughs> I went to get a soda. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was great, and it sets them up to fight again. Yeah, which is right. so brilliant. It, it also that also does make it easier knowing that there's a second night coming up of more of like these storylines continuing. So yeah, it's easier to it's easier to track that way. Um, and I'm excited to see uh, to see Tegan. I don't think Tegan Knox will win the title, but I do. Um, no. I like seeing them kind of cycle in challengers, but not in a way where they're like heating somebody up. It's more like this person is going to let's see if this person can punch above their weight yeah before let's they, give, them, yeah. give them a shot because yeah. why not that's what we do we're nxt mm -hmm. uh yeah i really thought dakota was going to win because she had made that threat to eo already in the ring last week week before yes. i think last week and she's like eo i'm coming for you i'm like oh okay when it was down to the two of them i'm like oh okay so dakota's gonna win and then mm -hmm. she didn't yeah and i was yeah. like look at that look at me i'm surprised yeah <laughs> i remember yeah. surprise i love it <laughs> Yeah, being wrong is fun <laughs> It made sometimes. me so happy. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and same with the Rhea Ripley-Robert uh, Stone Aaliyah match, which just, again, wall-to-wall -wall joy. How was that not glory? I'm going to rewatch that like 17 <laughs> times a day because it just gave me nothing but pure joy. I think this is like a good example of like a comedy match that where um, nobody's trying to be like funny or like nobody's doing things that are outlandish it was all kind of yeah. like a, brought about by the characters kind of reacting to each other because i liked in the commentary when uh uh when stone decides he's gonna take point against uh ria and morrow's like and i guess stone is gonna robert stone is gonna try and take on <laughs> ria ripley and, and it's like I, I thought that and then like it it was a good moment of like them getting a little bit of like hits on her before Rio was just yeah. like, okay, fuck it. We're not playing around anymore. Let's, uh, let's, let's end this already. So great. At landmark intergender match. Landmark yes. <laughs> intergender match for NXT. Landmark match of Beth Phoenix just giggling on commentary, mm -hmm. which yes. actually just added to it. Every time I heard Beth just go like, <laughs> I'm like, this is great. Normally that kind of thing would piss me off. But I'm like, no, that's entirely the right reaction to this because we're just watching Rhea Ripley murder them both with without even breaking a sweat. Like that was the greatest thing about it when she had them both tap. Yes, oh. that was really, really fun. I like, um, I like uh, Rhea... Because when it, you you lose sight of like TV doesn't ever do all of these people justice because relatively speaking they're all like tall people against tall people don't look yeah. as tall but seeing her stature wise against yeah. both Aaliyah and Robert is like a good reminder that how like how powerful she is yeah. and how she how is an intimidating else? presence just on her own so. It's yeah, a, even when yeah. she's laughing. Even yeah. when she's laughing. I there were points when I thought she was gonna kill Aaliyah. Mm -hmm. Aaliyah's not making it out of this match alive. <laughs> like I'm a little bit worried about her. Some of the stomps, some of the kicks. That girl yeah. took it all like a champ. Yeah. Uh and I don't know how much of her body has been surgically reconstructed, but it's like <laughs> quite a lot. And I'm just like I am like, please don't hit her in her face. That face cost a bunch of money. And that like, Robert Stone uh, uh endorsement clearly will pay for right? a lot of exactly. the best of surgeries. That's true. I mean and good for Robert Stone. He's like a good looking fella. I'm gonna give props where props are due. He probably did it himself. Fella. <laughs> he was the, he's like I'm not he's like I'm not just a spokesperson I'm a customer and then, just, uh, it's <laughs> and then his before picture came up and <laughs> so true just like the pre-captain and pre-super serum captain America <laughs> yeah. I just really enjoy him and I shouldn't it goes against everything I talk about all the time on wrestling but I think he's so good at it he's so good at doing what's been asked of him I love it I love it um Another match that I do want to give a shout out to because I absolutely loved it was the strap match, which I thought was a perfect metaphor for 2020. We're all in a strap match against this year. 
Like, we keep trying ours. to escape and the year just keeps pulling <laughs> us back with the strap. We are strapped to 2020 and it's whipping the shit out of us, uh, <laughs> whether we like it or not. I thought it was great. I, My love for Dexter Loomis knows no bounds. I, I just don't know <laughs> why I feel this way, but I do. Why do I mm -hmm. love him, Julian? <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I know why I've enjoyed his work is that he is an antagonist that for the Undisputed Era where it's they can't just punch their way out of because so many times their answer of this is just like, let's just everybody just beat them up all at once whenever things get too hard. But uh, <laughs> it's like this is like the one kind of force that they haven't been able to like figure out together. And so I mean, I, I don't know, maybe it's also the mustache. The mustache is very good. The mustache is cool. Mm. And again, I was, I'm at pains to point out is not sexual. Uh, <laughs> I just love him. I just think he is a perfectly realized character who is ticking every box that he has been asked to tick and more. Like, he's so great. As soon as they had cars on the set, I'm like, someone's going in a trunk. And it's like, it doesn't even matter if they go in a trunk or not, because it was just so good. I love that Bobby Fish got involved. I and just, also, I'm, I'm very, very proud of you for not calling it a boot. But, uh. Thank you, thank you. Eleven years in America this month, uh, and one year as a citizen. I also pronounced the words, the, the letter Z, as Z earlier. Oh, I don't know if you noticed that, you. but I, I'm just gonna say. I know I'm. I was gonna say growing. I don't know if that's growth. I, don't know if that's growth. I mean, maybe it's more of a lateral move at best. I'm bilingual be now. That's like... all we need to know. That's all we need to know. Maybe that's why none of the companies are getting back to me on my Google Docs. <laughs> They're I like, need oh, to no. go through and correct for American They're English. They're like, first of all, have you heard her fake that English accent? She, we heard her, <laughs> you just look for the words and then they always say them wrong. That's when you know they're fake. I'm going to have to start doing a fake American accent because otherwise they're going to subtitle me and they're not going <laughs> to understand anything I'm saying. <laughs> It makes perfect sense. And the Santos Escobar, kind of oh, enjoying it more I, than I thought. I like, um, I, I, I did like that promo in that they, um, when they were like, you know, like, oh, you guys think luchadors are just a bunch of people to flip around with masks. And I'm like, you can yes, blame WWE really for smart. that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, like, are it was you kind talking of their directly fault. to Vince? <laughs> was, like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, you can really just, you, you know who you can blame for that. Yeah, um, just but pop I, upstairs. Yes, <laughs> I like them uh, coming out to the ring. They look like mafiosos, you know, with their like with yeah. all their suits uh, and just keeping very calm. I do think that the name uh, Legado del Fantasma is a little bit of a mouthful, especially for the commentators. Um, no, is on it NXT. Los Angeles de Japón? See, I yeah. couldn't even do it right, and I've been practicing it for months. Maybe that's what they're trying to achieve here. The, like, the more complicated of a mouthful yeah. <laughs> of a name that we can have for our faction, uh, the better. Yes. It's so hard to say. And it's just, I look forward to once um, once Nigel can do commentary again, I look forward to him calling El Legado del Fantasma <laughs> or whatever the way he always does. Oh, but he's gonna I, butcher it. But Drake, but the, this feud, you have my, uh, you have my attention with the, with Drake Maverick. I really like yeah. um, cruiserweight title. Feels like it's a little, it's, it's a little bit more than it was a few months ago. Oh, I um, officially care about the cruiserweight title the most that I've ever cared about it. Exactly, which is saying something because I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of into this, but to be kind of into a cruiserweight feud is more than I've been into a cruiserweight feud. Yeah, I mean, ever since today? they, ever since Neville was gone, that title was just I kind know. of like it just went from person to person. And like, it was like, remember eh, when eh. Tyler was around and it was so great? Remember when Neville was around and it was so great? And now I'm like, I don't know who's even had it. Uh, yeah, but um, I'm I'm glad that I care about it, and I'm glad that it brings in Breezango because yes. <laughs> again, just pure joy every time they're on my screen. Also, I do want to say sorry. This is going it's going horny, and Danielle's not here to back me up. I'm sorry, but I like just two exceptionally handsome men, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think because they're so funny and they're so good. You forget, and sometimes they come in, and I'm like, you are just two good-looking boys. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> good just, for your mums, and good a, for you. And also, WWE, uh, thank you so much for uh, for not taking my note, uh, where I suggested, why are they not called the fashion police? I'm really glad they're not called the fashion police right now. Yep. Uh, don't We're not need, doing that. Don't We're need that branding that. right now. So, yeah. We have defunded the fashion police. <laughs> That's what we've done. Defund the fashion police so that... The, the Breezango might live, yes. you know? That's what we have to do, and we've done it. That's what's going to save the WWE Tag Team division. 
Uh, I feel good about that. I feel yes, good where we've gone there. Totally. Oh, dear. <laughs> that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Julian Burrell, along with me, Lindsay Kelk. Julian, do you have anything you would like the audience to know about? Uh, not terribly. Uh, if you guys want to hang out on Discord, I'm usually hanging out around there. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Julian underscore Burrell, where if you want to hear more about just video games, college football, um, yelling at people for not staying in quarantine, you can... <laughs> <laughs> that, that litany of content that you can expect. You can just go there. Excellent. I mean, why would you not want to? Yeah. Uh, I feel like everyone who is not here this week has a million things going on. Mm-hmm. You can go to all of their Twitters to find out about them. Hal is putting on excellent episodes of podcasts and doing a bunch of stuff for mm-hmm. uh, charity and for the NAACP Legal Fund. He's raising money like a crazy person mm-hmm. and we love him for it. So go check out Hal. Go check out Danielle uh, and check out The Great Debate Great which debate. is the, sh- oh, the yeah. show on Sci-Fi right now. I think it airs Thursdays but yeah. it's on all the time you on the internet. You might have seen commercials for it during Raw and SmackDown pretty you regularly. You might have. You might have if you watch those shows. Yeah. You might have. Uh, but you can uh, find that. It's, it's, I watch it on Hulu after the event because it's mm-hmm. on at 11 o'clock at night and Nana's in bed. Um, <laughs> but it's great. Danielle is a content producer and the voice of DB8, the robot, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, shout out to Mike Eagle who launched his podcast Ooh, network yes. this week. So many great oh more shows. God. Like the shows are already are, are on and cooking and they are all really, really fantastic so as you would expect from anything that Mike is doing. It's ridiculous how talented that man is. It offends me, actually. It makes me feel incredibly lazy, oh. and it makes me sad. One other thing, if you guys uh, are, I want to hear a little bit more how this week, uh, this week on the other Maximum Fun show, uh, Go Fact Yourself, he is on there. It's a trivia game show where he is competing to answer questions about um, a topic that I will not spoil because that's part of the Ooh. show. Um, but he is there uh, competing against uh, actress and performer Ann Magnuson. So you guys can go enjoy that. Ooh. It's a really great show. I also work on it. So I, you know, it's, like, <laughs> it's got my seal of approval. Well, that's always good to know. I would also, I would, again, we're just going to put over Hal for the rest, while he's not here. He'll never know. And we'll know if he ever listens to this, because he'll say something. So this is a test and a compliment, Hal. I better hear a thank you. I especially enjoyed we got that, uh, we got this this week. Uh, because they debated the best Hamilton song, <laughs> which plays into the holiday that I will be celebrating on Friday, best Hamilton day. Uh, and I agreed with their choice. There was a lot of controversy online, but I agreed with their choice. I encourage you to go check it out for yourself. As somebody who has not seen any Hamilton, oh I have my not God, been Julian, spoiled by I'm any of so the songs. Excited. Yes, I'm, I'm going so in blind. Excited. I'm going in blind to Disney+. Plus. seen it once in the theater, and I made the mistake of having two drinks before I went, and it was just <laughs> such an overwhelming emotional experience that I spent most of it sobbing and i have spent the last two years listening to the soundtrack obsessively in my car but now i'm like pumped to see it again when i'm not two cocktails in going like wait what wait what wait why am i crying what's this um so check out we got this and then check out hamilton on disney plus, disney plus hashtag yes. not spawn uh but if you want to sponsor us disney plus we are here our producer is julian burrell and he is addicted to taking apart his video game hardware in quarantine stop did it, again. it did it again you're, this week. you're avoiding all your warranties i did and i made them better <laughs> what okay. are they, it's not like their repair shops are open right now by the time by the time Fine. we're out of quarantine it'll be over <sighs> Fine. The senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher, and Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music. We're putting him over for that as well. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, don't you? Don't you love what we do? I love what we do. I'm one of the people doing it. So that's a good thing. But if you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with your friends. Thank you so much to the MaxFun members who make this show possible by sending a portion of their monthly donation our way. And we've got a t-shirt. Please buy it. That's that's the hardest sell I can do on the t-shirt. It's great. It's a t-shirt. I don't know what else you need me to say. Buy it, please. Uh, if I see you wearing it, you get one free hug post quarantine. Uh, we'll be back next week for you guessed it, more wrestling. Ties and fights podcast. Ties and fights. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.